This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Without further ado, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports joins us here on 98.7 ESPN to break down a lot of the NBA action. Before we dive into tomorrow and Sunday's matchups, the Hawks take care of the Heat 111 to 110. Uh, my two plays here in this game tonight, I love the Hawks. I had them getting the points, getting the one and a half. I played them on the money line where I did lose Lee was I had uh, Trey Young over 26 and a half points. He ended up with 24. How did you fare in this first matchup today? Didn't play the game or didn't have any player props. I just thought it was going to be too tough a game and came down to one possession. So uh, I don't play every game. You know, I'm, I'm not just looking for action. I'm looking to win. <laughs> No, oh, good, good. Um, yeah. I, the the Bucks and the Bulls. I did like the yeah. Bulls tonight. I had the Bulls on the money line. There was a, quite a few prop bets that I liked in this matchup as well. But right now, the Bucks, boy, uh, without uh, Middleton, they're making a statement. Ninety nine to sixty four. I hit the Bulls also. Didn't see this coming. <laughs> so um, sometimes you get fooled. I mean, there's been some crazy games. I mean, look at last night's Memphis and Minnesota game. You know, if you had Minnesota, you think you got that game locked up, uh, up 27 points. So um, just seen some crazy things happen. And, I mean, with all these injuries, I mean, teams can come together for one game. I, we've seen that. Do I think the the Bucks are going to be able to continue to stay on this role? Probably not without Chris Middleton. But uh, for one night, you know, they looked invincible. And uh, looking at the uh, the Suns and the Pelicans right now, um, 30-32, Pelicans are up on the Suns. No Devin Booker. Um, I did like the Suns tonight. I took them. I laid the one and a half. Uh, my favorite prop bet. I'm sorry. Right now it's 30-35. So the Pelicans are up by five. My favorite prop bet in this matchup was Cam Johnson over 19 and a half points and rebounds. Uh, feeling that uh, he averages about 23 minutes a game without Booker. I was expecting him to, av- to to play at least 30 minutes tonight. And he is 6'8", and he's pretty dominant, really smooth player. One of my favorite players in the NBA, and I felt he was going to be pretty dominant in the paint without Booker in the game. What was your play here tonight, Lee? Well, so I, I just have uh, a small wager in New Orleans. Just thought that um, just Phoenix has got to be – I don't know if you can get by without Devin Booker. A guy just is, is as their lead guy. I mean, he's almost unstoppable. So we'll see if I'm able to hold on. But uh, it's a long game. I just think uh, since McCallum came over, Chris McCallum, uh, they've been a different team. So he has that outside dimension, leadership. Um, seems like he's been in the league 15 years, but uh, only his ninth year at 30 years old. Yeah, I, I felt... I think McCollum at at the trade deadline, as well as for for the Boston Celtics, and I know we're going to get to that game in just a second and talk about that and and, and them getting uh, white. I felt those were two of the best yeah. uh, gets at the trade deadline in the NBA. But um, all right, so so let's take a look at tomorrow. What's going on tomorrow? Seventy uh, Sixers and the Toronto Raptors. I like the Raptors here, as we know the Seventy Sixers. Uh, what an unbelievable game uh, game that they just won. You know, now you've got the Raptors. They're they're back in Canada, so therefore there's going to be a player or two for the 76ers that won't be able to play because they're 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 not vaxxed or they're not boosted properly. 
Meanwhile, the Raptors backs to the wall. This is a must-win game for them. And they actually played well against the 76ers. Embiid had a really sensational third quarter. And then, of course, that three-point shot that he nailed. And now we're hearing that there's a chance that he might not play, that he might have some ligament damage in his thumb. So uh, in any any I, I like so so I like the Raptors here. I like the Raptors plus three. I'll take them on the money line at plus one thirty. That's my play tomorrow in this game. Do you have a play in that game tomorrow? Yeah, yeah I've got Toronto on the money line. So uh, I think they're the right side here. Like you mentioned, they did play well. You know, sometimes just one or two plays down the stretch end up doing you, and uh, they're not going to win the series. I mean, no team's ever come back from three zero in the first round, but. Uh, I, I think it, it. I feel pretty strongly they're going to end up winning this game here and at least taking it back to Philly. So, uh, you know, Siakam is just. I think he's a little underachieved. I thought he'd play a little better defensively. I thought he'd step up a little bit more. But uh, this is probably the game where he probably has his best game because a lot of the pressure is off him. So uh, I don't think anyone expects him to win the series now. So they're coached really well. And I think that might be the difference here in this game. So sometimes people overreact. And uh, I think the overreaction here is that, that Toronto's going to quit, but I don't see it. Yeah, so on the same page there. In regard to uh, Dallas in the Jazz, this is the second game tomorrow. Tip-off is at 7.30. Uh, Luca, not sure if he's going to play or not. I actually feel since Dallas has home court advantage, I-, I think it would be wise for them for him not to play. Um I don't. I don't. I really. I don't have a play in this matchup. Curious if you do. The Jazz are favored at five with five and a half at home. So I think the line tells you he's not going to play, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they would be wise not to play him because even if they lose this game, it's a three-game series where they have home court, two out of three. I think Utah is done. I mean, well, first of all, it's bad just looking at their home court. That's the worst home court, worst uniforms. They should do away with them, (laughs) burn those uniforms, change the court. It's awful. I mean, with so many great designs out there, it's it's tough on the eyes. Now, I, I think there's so many problems going on with this team behind the scenes. I think that... You know, when you've, you've got your two, supposedly your two leaders, um, I don't think it's, you know, just small talk. I think there's a lot of problems going on there. So uh, you just you read the body language. I, I look at how players react. And, and Rudy Gobert and then also uh, with Donovan Mitchell, you can just see they just don't like each other. I think Quinn Snyder's going to want out. I don't know if he's going to go to the Lakers, but you can tell that he's had enough. Um Bottom line is, you are who your record says you are. And this Utah team has just not been the same. They had a nice run early in the year, I think, where they ran off like 13, 14 wins in a row. But since that point, they just haven't been the same. The thing with Dallas is, now they've found that, that they've got a guy that, you know, is, is a second superstar in Jalen Brunson. They've mm-hmm. got to change the offense. I, I think that they've got to put him in Luka and at the same time have let both of them slash to the basket, also shoot from the outside, um, run the two-guard offense. Who cares who, who brings the ball up? So uh, Dallas going forward, if they can add a nice piece in the offseason, um, they're going to be a team that's going to be tough to contend with with Jalen Brunson really coming on. Yeah, it re- really amazing that they were able to to pull one out without Luca on the court, right? Like, you know, they've been playing well ever since they traded uh, Porzingis. It, it's been a much different Dallas team. And, uh, and Brunson, yeah, have, have, definitely a big reason why. 
a game everybody down here in New York and New Jersey is going to be really focused in on. And that's, of course, the Boston Celtics going up against the Nets. You know, I, I've I've said this. I love the. I think you and I talked about this when you were in New York, and we were talking about as we were getting closer to the the postseason. And I said, Lee, I love the Boston Celtics. I feel that they've been the best team since the All Star break. They are gelling on both sides of the court, and now we're hearing that Robert Williams more than likely is going to get some playing time. I don't know if it's ten minutes, twelve minutes, fifteen minutes, but nonetheless. When he's on the court defensively, they're just so much better. Uh, the Nets are at home, and they're favored by three. I think the wrong team is favored here. I'm curious to hear your play in this matchup. My strongest play uh, over, over the last couple days will be on this game here, and it is the Boston Celtics. When you look at – Red Arback was probably smiling down from the rafters just watching what was going on. <laughs> team basketball, sharing the ball, it was – Similar to what we used to see in the 80s and 90s with the great teams. Uh, hitting the open man, letting him take the shot. You know, believing in whoever it was from the starting five or even the top couple guys off the bench to take the right shot at the right time. And then you had on the other side, you had the Brooklyn Nets. And what were they doing? Uh, it, for three quarters, playing pretty well. And then all of a sudden, the selfishness. I mean, you had guys like Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown in that game, I mean, he ends up going eight for twelve from the field, three or four from four from three point land, four for four from the line. I, I can't remember a shot he took in the fourth quarter. I think Seth Curry took one and made his only three. Uh, he ends up scoring sixteen points on six of eleven shooting and four for six from three point land. And all it was was Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant just hogging the ball one on one basketball. I think they're done. Another team, they are who the record says they are. Believe it or not, there's a lot of teams in the NBA that wanted no part of Kyrie Irving. So um, don't be surprised if he wants his way out or the rest of his team mates want him to leave. So uh, I think Boston gets the job done here. Wrong team favorite. Yeah, I mean, listen, to go one step further – you know, I understand the trade. They had to get rid of Harden because of, you know, how volatile that whole situation was. But, um, you know, losing, I, I just feel like what they gave up was just too much. You know, I, ben I just. Simmons, I mean, he's been there for, what, two months? Well, yeah. It took him two months to get in shape? I mean, I think there's more to the story. No, I'm 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 with you. Um, you know, I don't know if the Nets knew how how just how bad his back situation was. I, I just I, I don't I, like they're they're just they're just not a team in my opinion that right now is built to win. Let alone a first round matchup against the Boston Celtics, let alone a championship. Like they're they're Boston, they're still, Boston right now might be the best team in the East. So, I think so. I, we're, yeah, we're on the same yeah. page. We, yeah, we're, we're on the same page here. I, I really do believe it. So, okay. Uh, so Boston's getting three. You could play them on the money line at plus 135. Both Lee and I love Boston tomorrow at 730. Hate to say it, Nets fans, but that's the truth. Later game tonight, uh, later game that night, 10 o'clock, you got the Memphis Grizzlies going up against the Timberwolves. What a game last night for Memphis <laughs> to come down, come back from being down so much. How does Minnesota rebound from that? Now, uh, the Grizzlies, they're favored by three. Another game in Minnesota. Do you have a play here, Lee? I have a small play on Memphis. Uh, 
So I thought that Memphis was going to have to take a really good punch from Minnesota. And I thought they'd be up six, eight, ten points, halftime, early third quarter, and then Memphis was going to come back. But 27 points, not my wildest dreams that I think that they'd come back from that kind of deficit. So I just think that, that Minnesota right now has got to be thinking, and their fans, their fans were so into it. You know, I just think they're a year or two away. So it was fun. They got some really nice pieces, some young players that are dynamic. But uh, Towns getting in foul trouble, they just don't really have that leadership. Uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to evolve. I think they're going to mold into a really nice team, but they're just not there yet. There's something about the NBA when they say you got to pay your dues. And um, Memphis just came together. They were wonderful all season long. And uh, outside of Boston, they might have been the best team second half of the season, especially the best team out in the West. So I, I, I don't know if they can take Phoenix in a series uh, if they end up matching up for for the conference championship. But um, Memphis is a fun fun team to watch, and it sure does a lot for for building uh, for the future when you come back from that kind of deficit. So I'll take uh, Memphis. And how many teams come back when your your star point guard has ten uh, turnovers? Not too many. No, and I, you know, I I think with the number of weeks and games uh, that uh, Morant was out, I think it really benefited the Memphis Grizzlies in regard to a lot of players that were able to step up and step in for him, and and they continued to win games even with him out. I think that was especially you know. And, and and of course, nobody wishes a player to have an injury, especially one of the best players in the NBA. But I'm just saying, I think at the end of the day, I think it was really beneficial for them, especially when it happened heading into the postseason where you had a lot of bench players that got extra time, extra minutes, and, and they were able to develop some really good chemistry. So I'm with you. I do like Memphis in this matchup on Sunday. A lot of the games, a lot of the games and the lines are not posted yet because they played today, but there is one that is up and that's the Golden State Warriors. Uh, they're up 3-0 in the series against the Denver Nuggets. I talked about it before you came on and, and that is, uh, you know, the Warriors, they are just, they, they have peaked at the right time. I mean, it's just they are rolling on all cylinders. Uh, they are favored by four on Sunday. Tip off is at 3.30. Do you have a play in this matchup? Yeah, I, I played them now, and I think it's going to go up. I think with Jordan Poole, this is a team that's finally complete. I didn't think a couple of weeks ago that they were a team that could contend. Um, but with Jordan Poole, they've got all kinds of weapons all over the court. Uh, you know, We'll see Stephen Curry. He'll end up probably going back in the starting lineup, I think, for this game here. So put him and Wiggins and Clay Thompson, Poole, and Draymond Green, they're going to be scary good. So... Uh, Playoffs are just heating up, but Denver just doesn't have enough weapons. With the injuries uh, they've had to have to Murray, they just don't have, they just don't have the firepower. So um, they're going to have to get healthy next year and probably make a move, shake some things up if uh, they want to have a chance to contend. Just too many good teams, and Golden State's one of those five or six teams that Denver just can't just can't hang with it, even on any night. Lee Sterling again joining us here on 98.70 ESPN from Paramount Sports. Looking big picture in regard to some of the futures that are out there. Right now, the Golden State Warriors favored to win the championship at 3-1. to one. The Suns at plus 425. Obviously, the switch there and the big reason is because of Devin Booker's hamstring issue. The Celtics are at plus 450. The Bucks at 9-1. to one. The Heat at plus 950. Memphis at 10-1. to one. 
The 76ers, they're 10 to 1 as well, but this Embiid thumb injury has some big concerns for me. Uh, out of out of you know those six or seven teams, is there a futures bet there that tickles your fancy? Uh, you know what? I'm just I can't figure it out. Uh, I think it's it's too tough. I definitely didn't like. Uh, if you could go against a wager, believe it or not, I mean Brooklyn was the second favorite going into the playoffs. I just mm-hmm. thought that was crazy. So if I could have faded it one way, I would have done that. But couldn't find anything I liked. Uh, if Devin Booker comes back, I still like Phoenix. Yeah. Um... It will be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I'm, I'm watching the game right now, and it, it's it's pretty heated right now between them and the Pelicans. Uh, Lee, great stuff as always. Always appreciate you. Why don't you let our listeners know exactly where can they find you, how can they find you, more picks, follow you throughout the NBA playoffs. What do you got for everybody? Yeah, just check out the website, ParamountSports.com. We do it all. We're even doing USFL. Um, had a great run there the two years when they had the XFL and AAF. Um, it's only eight teams. We might only play one or two games a week, but uh, you can make some money there. Uh, got a UFC card next week. We won 58 of the last 88 uh, cards they've had since the pandemic. Uh, basketball playoffs heating up, NHL. Uh, so a uh, lot going on. Just check it all out, ParamountSports.com. Great stuff as always, Lee. Appreciate you. Uh, good luck this weekend, my friend. Thanks so much. Take care, Anita. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.